I am looking for five unfulfilled healthcare professionals who want to create a clear roadmap to fulfillment in the next 30 days. If that's you, I would love to connect. Head to the link in the show notes to apply for a career clarity call, and I'll share all of the details with you. Have you ever achieved exactly what you wanted, but then felt this sense of like disappointment or profound emptiness right afterwards? Maybe your life looks great on paper. You've checked all the boxes, achieved all the things you've gotten the degree, graduated with honors, got a 4.0, landed your dream job, really achieving all the things, but even so, you still feel this sense of emptiness. And I think a lot of this comes down to how we approach our life, essentially as this series of goals to achieve, or a series of finish lines to cross, or a series of boxes to check off. Because when we approach life in this way, no matter what we achieve, it never quite feels like enough. And then it becomes this vicious cycle where we don't feel like it's enough, so we need to achieve more, so we set an even bigger goal and try to achieve that. And then even when we do, we continue to ask ourselves, what's next? Or like, is this it? Is this what achieving this goal would feel like? So in this episode, I want to address this problem, and I want to explain why all your achievements and accolades and those things that you're chasing are actually making you feel emptier and less fulfilled. I want to also share the actual metric that you need to use when setting goals and then what shift it is that you need to make to experience less of that hustle and constantly chasing and striving and more at ease, happiness, joy, peace, contentment, fulfillment. Let's get to the show. Welcome to the Life After Medicine podcast, where we help you create a fulfilling and non-traditional career as a healthcare worker. I'm your host, Chelsea Turchin. In 2019, I left the hustle and grind of my OBGYN residency and set out to create a fulfilling career on my own terms. Now I'm a best-selling author, career and burnout coach, and world traveler. Through this podcast, I'll show you how to enjoy your work, make an impact, and support yourself financially without all the stress and burnout you are currently experiencing. Let's get to the show. So if you are here, it's likely because you are a healthcare worker who's feeling burnt out and thinking about leaving the medical field or making some sort of change in your career. Or you're my mom, who also listens to the podcast and doesn't fit any of those categories. (laughs) Hey, mom, thanks for listening. Um, And so in today's episode, what I want to talk about is one of the reasons that you may be burnt out and how we can address it. And this has to do with being caught on that treadmill of achievement. I've had other guests on here who've kind of talked about this, being on that hamster wheel, feeling like you're constantly chasing down the next goal, feeling like you're always striving for the next thing, but you never feel like where you're at is enough. And I want to talk about how I got caught in that vicious cycle and what I, the epiphany and aha moment I had when I realized why the way I was approaching things wasn't working. So essentially, the first time I remember this happening, this this cycle of working really hard to achieve something and then achieving it, but then feeling like it's not good enough or still feeling empty or feeling fleeting happiness for a moment, but then it disappears. The first time I remember that happening was when I got inducted into 
this honor society in undergrad called the 31. And this was made up of the 31 most influential women on campus. That was kind of their tagline. And it was these women who walked around on the 31st of every month. <laughs> they, they had these big black and white hats on and they would wear black and white. And it was just kind of this prestigious honor society that seemed so cool to be a part of. And I remember looking at them in my freshman year and sophomore year and thinking they were just the coolest thing ever. And I would love to be in that honor society. And that was something that was a big dream of mine. And then the day came and I actually got inducted into the honor society. And it was, my parents came down to surprise me and it was such a wonderful feeling of accomplishment and success. And yes, I did it. But that lasted through dinner. And then I got home and I remember sitting on the balcony of um, the sorority house where I lived and thinking, huh, I, I thought I would feel differently. I thought that by getting this recognition and having this big achievement, this big thing I had you know, been looking forward to or dreaming about and thinking about for so long, I thought that when I got there, I would feel differently than I do now. I thought that I would feel happier or more confident or better about myself or like I belonged. And it just started to feel like, huh, what's going on here? I wonder why this doesn't feel like I thought it was going to feel. And I didn't really know how to sit with my emotions at that time. I just felt disappointed and I felt kind of let down, but I didn't know why and I didn't understand what was going on. And then this continued to happen all throughout my undergrad, my medical school. I, I remember when I got into med school, the same kind of thing happened where I was happy for one day. And this is something I've been working towards for years. And then the next day, just feeling like, oh, is that it? <laughs> is that, that's all I've been working towards? Okay, I got in. But it just never really felt like enough. And I never really felt different or better or felt like the way I thought I was going to feel. And it was really hard to articulate it at the time. It was just that there was this sense of disappointment or emptiness that achieving this goal didn't have the profound effect I thought it was going to have. And the final one that I really vividly remember was when I got my step one score back. And this was when I've, I think I finally started to let the illusion, the illusion really started to shatter at this point. Um, because up until then, up until I got this score back, I really thought that I just hadn't achieved enough yet. And I was always able to write it off like that. Okay, yes, I got into the 31 Honor Society, but we'll see if that even matters when I'm trying to get into med school. That's not even my main goal. So that doesn't even really matter. What matters is that having that on my resume helps me get into medical school. And then when I got into medical school, I felt disappointed that I didn't get into more medical schools and more prestigious medical schools. And, oh, I only got into my state schools and that doesn't feel like enough. And so I was always able to, at that point, say, well, it's because you haven't achieved enough yet. But then when I got my step one score back, <laughs> I think that started to finally shatter for me a little bit, not not entirely, 
when I got, so I spent the first, you know, 18 months of medical school thinking about this test as a lot of us do. And I had put so much of my hopes and expectations on this test. And I kept telling myself that if I could just kill it on step one, that's the language I would use. If I could just kill it on step one, then, then I'll feel really good about myself. Then I'll be able to get into any residency I want to. Then I'll be able to get out of my hometown. I'll be able to, you know, practice medicine anywhere in the country. And I think underlying all of that is like, then I'll have finally made it. Then I'll finally be the success story. And then people will look at me and say, wow, there's Chelsea. She's so smart and so successful. And I think so, I think what I was really doing this whole time was hoping that other people would give me this recognition and that when I wasn't getting enough recognition for my achievements, I was thinking my achievements weren't enough. I got my step one score back. I remember I'm sitting outside on a park bench outside this research building at the hospital that I'm working at. And I find it, like, I look it up on my phone and I see the score and it's a 254. And that's great. In step one world, for anyone who knows, that's actually a really fantastic score. But I looked at it and I just felt like, oh, I mean, that's fine, but it's not phenomenal. It's not something that I could really brag about. It's not something that makes me feel really exceptional in any way. And I just, I felt this immediate disappointment. And and then I felt so confused. Like, is this it? Is this what I had been working so hard for? Is this what I had been studying for 14 hours a day? Is this what I have been, you know, sacrificing any time with friends or family? And I've just been kind of acting like a crazy person for the last, like, almost two years, but really the, the five weeks leading up to it in particular. And all for what? I got this score and it's it's good, but what was the point? And I just, it just started to unravel for me right then that maybe this wasn't the way to happiness. Maybe I couldn't achieve my way to a sense of feeling full and complete. Maybe this wasn't the way. And so I had that moment of thought and like, huh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe the things I thought were going to lead me to, to feeling happy and feeling good about myself. Maybe those aren't the real things that are going to work for me. But then I also had this other toxic voice that was saying, no, it's because you didn't do well enough. You could have done better. You could have studied more. You could have, you know, gotten more answers right. You could have had a higher, an even higher score. I, I know people with higher scores. You could have done better, right? So, so then I had this other toxic voice, and that's one of the most toxic voices that we can hear as people who are overachievers and really caught on this treadmill of achievement is that voice that says, I mean, that was fine. And yeah, sure, you achieved the goal, but it's not enough. Because what that really comes down to is you're not enough. When you really trace it back, that's what it comes down to. And that's what was so toxic. Okay. And so before we go any further, I want you to just take a moment to check in with yourself when was the last time you achieved a goal? How did you feel after you achieved it? Did you feel really proud of yourself? Did you celebrate? Did you really revel in it and and feel great and good? Or did you feel kind of like how I'm describing? Did you feel a sense of emptiness? Did you feel a sense of disappointment? Did you feel this like, huh, is this it? <laughs> is this all that I was working towards? Um, so I just invite you to really check in with yourself about the last time you achieved a goal and what that was like for you and how you felt as a result of it. 
And then let's continue to just talk about, for me, what was going wrong? Why was this not working? Why did the fact that I, you know, I set these goals, I achieved them, but I didn't feel any better, any happier, any more fulfilled, more satisfied, better about myself on the other side of it. So like, were they just the wrong goals? Was I just not chasing goals that were aligned with me? That's always going to be a part of it. (laughs) That is important to have goals that are the right ones for you personally, not based on should goals, not based on other people's expectations. That is always going to be an important part. So yes, it's important to be sure that the goals are aligned with your values, but that's not the only part of the equation. And so I finally realized what was going on a few years later, not until I actually left residency. And I came upon this Tony Robbins quote that really gave me this light bulb moment of, oh, this is why it wasn't working for me. This is why chasing all these achievements and all this, you know, success and these accolades and kind of really just racing from one finish line to the next. This is why it was feeling so empty for me. Okay, so here's the quote. The purpose of the goal is not to get the goal. The purpose of the goal is who we become to achieve it. What you get will never make you happy. Who you become has the power to make you very happy or very sad. That was the key right there. So what was going wrong is that who I was becoming in order to achieve these goals I had set was making me very sad. I was focused more on the outcome than the process. And I was also ignoring who I was becoming in order to achieve these goals that I thought I wanted. And so that was the real problem is me thinking that the goal itself and the the fact of achieving the goal, that that would make me happy. Instead of realizing the more important piece was who I was becoming as I was working towards this goal. And so let's get it back into then who was I becoming and why was that making me very sad? The way I was approaching these goals was with a lot of tunnel vision, <laughs> really. I, I set these goals and I was like, okay, here we go. This is what we're going to do. And I don't care what it costs me. I don't care what I have to sacrifice or give up or not have time to do. I am going to, at all costs, <laughs> pursue this goal. And you guys might not have been as extreme as me. You might not be as extreme as me. But for me, I very much had this tunnel vision of I'm all in for this goal. And the reason I had that tunnel vision is because of my confused thought that (laughs) going through that tunnel and getting to that other side, getting to that finish line, getting to that goal, that was going to be the answer for me. That was going to be the solution. That was going to solve all my problems and make me feel better and happier and more fulfilled and all of those things. So I had that tunnel vision. I put my life on hold until I could reach my goals in a big way. Well, I don't have time for going on vacations or hanging out with friends that much right now because I'm studying, because I'm trying to get into med school and then trying to get into residency and then trying to get a job as an attending. Like, I don't have time for these frivolous things. I have to pursue this goal at all costs. And so, you know, put my life on hold, had that tunnel vision, really let my relationships slide. And I didn't put much time or energy into nurturing my relationships. And then I also felt very, it was very future focused. I wasn't really stopping to 
smell any of the roses. I wasn't stopping to be present in the moment. I was very much just trying to hold my breath until I could finally relax and finally get to the end and finally get to the other side. But the joke is on me because the finish line doesn't really come because you just kick it off to the next thing. So even when you reach the finish line, you're immediately going to ask, well, what's next? (laughs) What's my next finish line? And then you just spend your whole life trying to get somewhere and you're not actually paying attention to where you are and who you are right now. So who I became was someone who was so goal-driven. I didn't make time for myself. I didn't make time for friendships and I didn't make time for happiness. And I was so future-focused that I didn't know how to be present. I just really justified the fact that I'm unhappy now, but it's all going to be worth it when I get to this time in the future. And so I didn't even really pay attention to how I was feeling in the moment and if it was really working for me. I didn't really pay attention to that because I didn't think it mattered because I thought if I put my head down and buckled down and really focused, and if I was sleep deprived, even if I didn't have time to do anything that I wanted to do, it was going to be worth it because it was going to buy me happiness in the future. And so if you're going through this, if you are chasing these achievements and just always trying to get to that next milestone or finish line, but you're feeling this sense of emptiness and you're feeling, is this it? <laughs> what, what is the point of continuing to chase each next thing? Why am I doing all of this? Why do I keep pushing all of my happiness off to the future? If you're feeling this way, the reason is likely because of you're paying more attention to the goal than who you're becoming in the process of achieving the goal. So I invite you to check in with that as well. As you are moving towards a goal, as you're you know, moving towards that next mile marker, that next achievement that you're working on, I invite you to ask yourself, who are you becoming in that process? Who are you becoming? Are you becoming someone who is more in line with your best self? And who is your best self? Maybe maybe you start there. Who do I want to be? Who is my best self? When I tap into my best qualities that are in there, that are inside of me, what does that look like? When I am able to be well-rested and be well taken care of, and then able to show up to the world with my best foot forward, who am I? And it's not that perfectionist ideal of like, who should I be and how can I be perfect? It's just, who is that person inside of me that I love to share with the world? Is she just kind of carefree? Is she silly? Is she someone who is fiercely loyal? Is she positive, optimistic, energetic? Does she make great jokes? Like, who is this person that's the best version of myself? And am I becoming more of that person or am I becoming less of that person? And it's not about being hard on yourself and it's not about judging yourself. It's just really about checking in because who you're becoming matters. And if you're becoming somebody as as you're working towards a goal and as you're, you know, trying to get to that finish line and holding your breath and putting your life on hold, if you're becoming somebody who is a shell of a person, if you're becoming someone who, you know, cancels plans and doesn't have a social life because you're so exhausted when you get home from work, if you're becoming someone who snaps at your partner or gets cranky, which, you know, everyone has those days, but if you are starting to feel like you don't really recognize 
recognize yourself anymore, or you're like, who is this person? This is not who I am and it's not who I want to be, then that might be why even when you achieve the things, you don't feel good because the goal itself, the things you achieve, those are not going to make you happy. Remember, the purpose of the goal is not to get the goal. The purpose of the goal is who we become to achieve it. What you get will never make you happy, but who you become has the power to make you very happy or very sad. And so for me now, even when I do set goals, I've changed the metric. (laughs) The metric for me is not necessarily about, so for for me, for example, right now, my, my main goal is to grow my business to six figures. But my real metric is not necessarily the income that I make each month. While that's something I track and while that's something I'm excited to continue growing, the actual metric I use is who am I becoming? as I do this? Am I becoming someone who, again, is so focused on meeting this revenue goal in her business that she cancels plans with friends and doesn't leave her room? You know, like, who am I becoming as I do this? Or am I becoming somebody who learns how to rest when I need to? Somebody who is enjoying the process. Somebody who, yeah, has days where I work really hard and then also knows how to take some time off and take care of myself. And so for me, the metric ever since leaving medicine has always been Do I like the person I am becoming? And I believe that's the metric that you really need to pay attention to, even when you're setting goals. So I would invite you to and encourage you to make that your primary metric. Like the goal is something that sets the direction and sets the focus. And sure, you can check in with like, am I getting closer to that? But what you can make most important and what you can pay the most attention to is who am I becoming as I do this? And if you're becoming someone that you don't love or you're like, I don't know if I like this person. It doesn't always mean you need to change the goal. You don't always need to change the what. You might just need to shift and change kind of how you're approaching it. Maybe you set a deadline or a timeline that's really rigid and it might feel good to give yourself more space. So I just, I invite you to to shift your metric and make that the thing you really measure. (laughs) Who am I becoming? And do I like that person? And then I also want to talk about another shift that you really need to make when it comes to your relationship to goals. And so it's not necessarily, you know, to stop setting goals altogether, but it really is about learning how to relate to them differently. It's it's really simple. It's just stop believing that the goal will make you happy. And instead, focus, instead of focusing so much on the outcome, focus more on the process. The direction is still important. So what the goal does is it can calibrate the direction that you're going, but enjoying the process of getting there and making that more important than the actual outcome. And really, realizing that not a huge significant amount of how you're feeling is going to change the moment that you reach the goal. Yes, you might have a temporary moment of satisfaction. You might feel great for a day or two days or, you know, a week even after you achieve something. But know that you're going to come right back down to baseline afterwards. We have that, there's that set point theory of happiness that people, even after having really massive events, like winning the lottery, like massively great events. They have an elevation in their happiness level for a time, but then they come right back down to their baseline because achieving these things, we really overestimate how something external from us is going to make us feel. The truth is we are very much in charge of how we feel to a much bigger extent than we realize. And so when we stop putting the power outside of us and we stop saying that this goal over here is going to make me happy, we can stop believing that and instead just focus more on how can I be happy right now as I'm working towards this thing that's really meaningful to me. 
And so if you have been relating to this episode, if you feel like, yeah, that's that's me. I've been trying to set goals and chase achievements, but then every time I do, I, just, I still just feel empty. I still feel like it's not enough. I'm holding a free workshop called Goal Setting for Recovering Overachievers. During this workshop, I'm going to walk you guys through a method of goal setting that really will allow you to experience more of that day-to-day happiness and less of that hustle and striving energy. Because I really believe that there's a way to pursue these meaningful ambitions in life and to create this direction for your life that doesn't put your self-worth on the line, that doesn't sacrifice your health, your well-being, your relationships. There's a way to, to move forward and move towards things that are meaningful to us and to have that direction and purpose without it being this kind of carrot we're dangling in the, into the future saying, I'm only going to be happy when I get this. And it requires a lot of, you know, there's an energy shift that has to happen. It has to move from, you know, I'm not good enough as is. I'm hustling for my worthiness into I'm already enough and there's these things that I want to pursue. So we're going to work on making that shift and going through that. And then what's more is I'm going to give you some tactical like a tactical process for actually doing this goal setting. So we're going to evaluate the areas of your life that feel most off. Wherever you feel like, where do I feel like I'm not measuring up? Where do I feel like no matter what I achieve, it's never enough? And then we're going to set a direction and a desired outcome based on your true wants and needs. And that's going to be huge as we're going to let go of the shoulds. We're going to let go of what would be impressive, what's going to wow people. And we're really going to get clear on what you want in that area And then we're going to create intentions for those areas. So I say it's like goal setting for recovering overachievers, but my new way, my new version of goal setting that I'm going to recommend for you guys is actually intention setting, which is more process focused. So by the end of the workshop, you're going to have this clear sense of direction for your life. You're going to have a more sustainable and holistic approach for how to achieve things that are important to you and how to enjoy the process. So it's going to be a really fun workshop that I think is going to help you create these kind of guidelines for how you're going to live life on a day-to-day basis and guidelines for how you can move towards the things you want in a way that doesn't sacrifice everything else that is important to you. So I'm really excited. This is the first time I'm holding this workshop. Um, It's going to be totally free. It's on Tuesday, April 19th. Um, That's when we're going to do it live. If you cannot make it live, there are going to be replays available. Even if you're signing up, even if you're listening to this episode and you're signing up after the fact, you'll have access to the replay. Um, So that's something I will still share with you, even if you're not able to make it live. The link for that is just going to be in the show notes of the podcast, but you can also find it at coachchelsmd.com slash goals. I'm super excited to see you at the workshop and to help you set a direction and pursue meaningful ambitions in your life without feeling like you're constantly hustling and striving and proving and chasing after your worth. So really allowing you to enjoy the process and have fun as you move towards the things that you want in life. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Life After Medicine podcast. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation, share your takeaways, and connect with other like-minded healthcare workers, then come join us in the Life After Medicine Facebook group. 
The link to join the group is in the show notes. I can't wait to connect with you further.